you. As well as my Alexandra Voskaren. For Shlema for everyone and Aileen Shalom for everyone. Okay, so just to catch it, just we're in the middle of a topic yesterday that we were discussing that the concept of standing with Nei Hashem is a separate function from Kavana. We saw from Rav Chaim <coughs> that the definition of tefillah is part of the essence of tefillah is being omed lifnei Hashem, standing in front of Hashem. We saw the critical aspect of that, and therefore different from kavana. Kavana means perish amilim, but actually <coughs> standing in front of Hashem, if you don't recognize during tefillah that you're omed lifnei Hashem, then it's a misasek, you're not actually, you're doing an action by rote, and not really, it's not really defined as the essence of tefillah. And that's why we saw that Rashi said, we understood better now, in light of this comment, that Shachar Beis Amikdash. Once the Beis Amikdash was destroyed, there is no Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have anything. The Shechina is only Shora by Dalad Amal Shahalacha. So when we learn Torah, we are bringing the Shechina with us, and that's why we understood. Why Rashi says when you daven Ma'ariv at night in Shul early, even though you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema you are still now being Omid Tefillah B'Tochtevei Torah. Right, you're following Kriyat Shema with Shmonesrei makes the Tefillah that much more. That much more uh, relevant and, and important. Okay, so we are picking up now. We are on Ches um, Ahmed Aleph, towards the bottom. And we are now up to Va'amar Abaye. So we're going to see now, in light of this, that everyone now switches from davening in the, in the shul to a base medrash, because that's where they're learning halacha. Va'amar Abaye, Miresh Hava Garcina Bego Besa, Mumatzlina Beveknishta. Initially, before I heard the statement, that uh, from Rav Chia, that Mishiom Shachar Rebbeis Hamikdash Ein Lachlish Baruch Hu Ba'olamo Elo Arba Amos Shel Alach Abelvad. Before I heard that statement, I used to learn in the Beis Midrash and I used to daven in the Shul in Beis Knesses. Kaven the Shem Manol Hadomar. Since I heard him say this, Rav Chia Bar Ami Mishmedula. That statement. Now the Havim Matzilna Ela Hecha De Garcina. I only go ahead and I daven where I learn. Meaning, I realize now that there's such importance to davening in a place where, learn, where I learn that I stopped going to shul. Now the question is, what is the chiddush of the statement? Does this mean even if there's no minion, let's say you're davening in a, in a base medrash, and there's no minion, or you can go to a shul and daven with a minion. What takes precedence? Precedence. So, <clears throat> the Talmud of Yonah say the chiddush here is even if there's no minion, in the base, base medrash, it's still better to daven in the base medrash than to go daven with a minion in a shul, whereas the Rambam says, no, obviously he's talking about at least where there's a minion, and the Kiddush is, if you have a smaller minion in, in the base medrash or a larger minion in shul, which takes precedence. We know that we have a concept of Barovah and Hadras Melech, the greater the masses, the, the bigger the number, the bigger praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so it's better to daven in a minion, theoretically, all things being equal, if it's your Nusach and you're able to have the same Kavana, but all things being equal, if you have the same Tefillah, in a place where you can dive with 15 people or with 300 people, that feel is always heard more when you have 300 people. So, Barov Am Hadras Melech. So, the Chiddush here, according to the Rambam, is that no, you were still talking about we have a minion in the base Medrash. But the difference is it's a smaller minion where you're learning, but a larger minion in Shul, preferable to daven in the. <coughs> And the base is presuming that there is at least a minion. The Gemara continues. Even though they had thirteen shuls right next to them in their in their community in Tveria, Lomatzla Elabene Amude, they only daven between the pillars where the Haikadavugarse where they were learning, meaning their their Chavrusas where they were learning <coughs> was in between these pillars, and that's where they would go ahead and daven based on this statement. Okay. Right there. Amar Rebbe Chia Barami Mishmei Deula Gadol Hanene Miyegia 
Yoser miyoreshmaim. Greater, greater is someone who not only has yirashmaim. <coughs> Excuse me, but also derives benefit from his own work, from his own labor. That is greater from some than someone who was just yare shemaim and does not work. The ilugabe yare shemaim kasev regarding someone who is yare shemaim ish fortunate is the man yare es Hashem who fears Hashem. However, by talking about in the context of someone who not only fears Hashem but also works for a living ilugabe nenim yegiyos someone who reaps the, the the fruits of his own labor kasev yegiyah kapecha kisochal the fruits of your labor you will eat asherecha betovlach. Fortunate and good for you. So use the double positive lashon. Ashrecha, fortunate are you, vitovlach. So it says over here, Ashrecha bolamazeh, vitovlach bolamabo. When you consume the, hand, the labor of your hands, you will not only, it's referring to, you will get a fortunate in this world, vitovlach, and it'll be good for you also, olam haba. However, when it's talking about someone who's only Yere Shemayim, as if we should all reach that level that we're considered pure Yere Shemayim, but nonetheless, if you're just a Yere Shemayim and you don't necessarily work, V'tov Lach just as Ashrecha, fortunate for you, but it does not say the follow-up V'tov Lach. <coughs> okay, continues. The Gemara says, A person should always live in the community where his Rebbe is found. And the proof from this is as follows: Shakozman Shishimi Ben Geira, who was the Rebbe of Shlomo Hamelech, Kayam, as long as he was living, Lo Nasa Shlomo's Basparo. Shlomo never would have even had a Havamina to go ahead and marry Basparo. We know when Shlomo married Basparo, that's when he started to worship. He built houses for Avodazara, whether he worshipped it or not. But he went ahead and built houses for Basparo's wife, and that's when the decree started to go ahead and the downslide to, and the base Megdash was ultimately Nechrov was destroyed. But had Shimi Ben Geira still been alive, and he would have been under the, the, the influence, thank you, the influence locally of his rabbi, he never would have the chutzpah, the audacity, to marry out and to go ahead and marry someone who was an Ovedes of Odazara. The Gemara says, Amar of Huna Bayhud, Amar of Menachem, Amar Rabbi, what, Amar Rabbi, Maindechsev, what it says, Ve'ozve Hashem Yechlu, those who forsake Hashem will be terminated. What does that mean? This is Vyotse, someone who leaves the shul while the Sefer Torah is open and there's Kriyasa Torah going on. There's laning. Someone is actually, there's a Balkori who's laning. Someone gets up and leaves during the shul. That is what the Pasuk is referring to. Rabbi Avo says, Nafik bin Gavra the Gavra. Rabbi Avo himself would leave bin Gavra the Gavra. That means during the Elias. Meaning the laning was done already. It was between Shlishi and Ravi. They're making the Mishaberach. The guy's getting called up for the next Aliyah. That, he would leave. So uh, ostensibly, it doesn't seem to be a problem if you're leaving bin Gavra the Gavra. Okay, so great. You tell me now between Elias, there's obviously a pause in the learning. What about, what about if someone, it's between Psukim, someone times it perfectly, you have a little bit of a slower Balkore, and he takes a little bit more time to go ahead and to, to read, and in between Psukim, he catches his breath. Are you allowed to leave then? So the Gemara says, Teku. Teku either means let it stand, meaning we don't know the answer. It could also be that Tishbi Yavo, Yitaret, Sekush, Bayotov, that eventually, that Eliyahu Novi will come ahead and answer these questions. Either way, it's not a clear-cut decision. What is Psak? If you're Midop Sukim, <clears throat> if we don't know, it's probably better 
not to go ahead and to leave. Rav Sheshes, mother Ape Vigaris. Rav Sheshes, by the way, we'll see, he was blind. Rav Sheshes and Yossi were blind. And this might come, this is going to be important for one of the answers. But the Gemara says, Rav Sheshes, mother Ape Vigaris. He would turn his face away during Kriya Satora and would learn something else. So when people would go ahead and notice this, he would say, Omar, he said, We are in our world. And they are in their world. What exactly does that mean? <clears throat> what exactly does that mean? So, a few, a few things. One, we're going to see now that we just said that one is not allowed to go ahead and leave the shul while he is learning. So, what gave the right, what gave the right for, um, for Sheshus to go ahead and to, to turn away? So there are a couple of suggestions. Rabbi Nechananel says that it's only if t- it's a special dispensation for Rav Sheshes because Torah Amnaso. He is so involved and engrossed in Torah, so no one's going to assume that he's denying Hashem's presence, that he's, that he's forsaking Torah, he's learning Torah. Tosfo suggests that if the whole reason one does not go ahead and talk during laning is because you're going to go ahead and bother other people. Other people want to listen. So if you, he turned away and was whispering, so he wasn't bothering anyone else. There's a fascinating answer. There's another answer, by the way, that if you start learning before they start reading Torah, if you start learning before they start reading Torah, you started the learning process that had there, right? You, you weren't conflicting with anything else, so you can continue. As long as you started before, you can continue. And then there's a fascinating answer. As I just said, Rav Sheshes was, was known to be blind. There's a concept that a sumas patram in a mitzvah, so a sumas considered dead, suva, suma chashuv kames. Jack, remember these six uh, things were telling me? Uh, about the, in the beginning of Shmon um, Esrei. So Suma is one of the six people that's considered a mace. He is not obligated in any mitzvahs assay. They're obviously m- obligated in all mitzvahs los assay. You can't go ahead and kill and, and rape and pillage and steal and kidnap because you're, you're, you're a Suma, you're blind. But you're not obligated in the positive commandments, in 248 positive commandments. So since he's not obligated to go ahead because he can't see the Torah, he's not obligated to read or listen to the Torah. So he says, I'm going to forsake Look what he says here. Anan I, us, those who are blind, will go ahead and focus on our, in our world. What's our world? Since, Jack, there's a, there's a bencher under your seat uh, on the floor. On the other side. Sorry. Okay. So he says that I'm not obligated in Torah Shebechtav. Torah Shebechtav, you have to read. Torah Shebechtav, you're not allowed to say Balpeh. So Torah Shebechtav, I'm going to forsake, but I'm going to go into my world with the Torah Shebechtav. Torah Shebechtav, even a blind person. Torah Shebechtav. It was given Masorah, it was given over by, by Masorah from one generation to the next. It wasn't written down. So that he says, I'm going to go ahead and do. So he was forsaking the Torah Shebechtav because he was blind. He wasn't able to see it. He wasn't obligated in it. And I'm going to go ahead and be osake. In Torah, Shabalpa. Okay, the Gemara continues. It says, we're going to learn now a very important halacha. The Gemara says, Amr of Huna, Amr of Huna Bar Yehuda. We are now, just for those who came in um, after the 10 minutes of Musr, um, we are now at the bottom, the very, very, very last line of Chesam and Aleph. Amr of Huna Bar Yehuda, Amr of Ami, Olam Yashlim Adam Parchi Yosef Imatzibor. A person should always try very hard every week to go ahead and finish the parsha with with the the tzibor. Meaning, we have an obligation to go ahead and read every pasuk twice 
with with in in the in the in the um, in the chumash, and once with targum. Why why do we go ahead and do this? Levush says because you really need to be a bucky in in Hebrew, and you should be at least familiar with with uh, with Aramaic. <clears throat> so you have to say the psukim twice, and you have to go ahead and read the targum once. The Gemara continues. We're going to go. We'll discuss this in a little bit of halacha in a minute, and then it says va'afilu ataros v'divon. Even go ahead and read the words ataros v'divon in the in the targum targum onkelos, even though he translates the words the exact same way, meaning there's no translation for ataros and divon. That is the name of the place, and yet you still have to go ahead and read that in the in the onkelos. And the Gemara continues and said shekolamashlim parshiyosevimatzibor. Anyone who completes the parsha of the Shabbos and the parsha of Shavuot that week with the Tzibur, we'll see what that says. He is promised for having lengthy days, days and years. Why the repetition days and years? So it's known that the son of the Svas Emes, of Yulev Alter, his, also known as the Svas Emes, his son, when he gave the Hesped, the Svas Emes was Nifter in 1905. He was 57, 58 years old. And when his son gave the hesped, he said, my father had arichas yomim. So after the hesped, arichas yomim, he was nifter at 58. What do you mean, had arichas yomim, lengthy days? He said, I never said he had arichas shonim. I didn't say he lived many years. He had arichas yomim. He lived quality. low quality days. Each day, he lived to the fullest. Arichas yomim he had. He didn't have arichas shonim. So qualitatively and quantitatively. So shonim can be in quantity, but the quality of our lives is defined by the amount of what we do during our day. Are we Yosek and Torah mitzvahs? Are we Mekadeshim Shemayim? Or God forbid the opposite. So a beautiful thought from the Hesped. Um, another thought uh, about why it says, we know we're not allowed to do, we're not allowed to go ahead and do a mitzvah, where we say you can't do a mitzvah to say I'm doing the mitzvah just because I know the reward. Right? We go ahead and we entice, we, we incentivize our children, you get a hundred, you get ten dollars. But we're not supposed to do that. We don't, we do, a, we do mitzvahs because of our Kodesh Baruch command us out of Ava, not because of the, of the, the carrot dangling in front of us. Inflation, ten dollars. <laughs> Kids get twenty dollars an hour for babysitting today. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, good. Okay, but we're not we're not supposed to go ahead and do that. So so why does it say this? So because we know we're supposed to go ahead and divide our learning three thirds, thirds, thirds. Right? We have Mishnah, Gemara, and Chumash. By the time we're doing Shnayim, Mikvecha, Targum, we all should have already finished Tanakh. Right? We all should have finished the Chumash. So if you're going to take time away from the Gemara, you're not going to be learning a third of your time in Gemara. So he says, don't worry. The, pro- the promise is you're going to get lengthier days. You'll have time. The, the promise is you'll have lengthier time. You'll have enough time to go ahead and live a la- third of your life doing Gemara and, and, uh, and, Mi- and Mishnah. Okay. Let's just take a little bit of a, a detour before we get to the major topic today. And that is not able to talk during laning as well as the Chi of the allegation of Shnai Mikra. So the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuf Vav says as follows, one is not allowed to talk and certainly one is not allowed to leave the shul when the Sefer Torah is open. And he says, even being Gavra the Gavra, one should not talk. There's a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous um, Parsha sheets that come out every week by Rav Meir Winter. It's called being Gavra the Gavra. 
it, that's the topic. It's like 30 pages of different mamarm stories for the table. But it's Ben Gavra Le Gavra. It's called between, so we shouldn't talk. You can learn, read the paper quietly. Ben Gavra Le Gavra means between alias, between Shlishi Revi, between Revi Chamishi. If you have nothing to do, read these, read these Torah sheets. So we still, you're not supposed to talk ideally, but if you want to learn, at least learn quietly. We just saw according to Tosos that when Sheshus turned away, he didn't bother anyone else. He was whispering or talking silently, so it didn't bother anyone else from, the, from hearing um, the parsha. <coughs> but he says, so the, the, he says as follows. He says, the Shokhar says, all the things that we just mentioned, you're not really, sh- don't go ahead and, and turn away, don't go ahead and, and talk. He says, this is only, and he says, once the laning starts, you cannot even discuss the Torah, even between Aliyos, you shouldn't talk with someone else. If you want to learn, learn quietly between Aliyos, even if you yourself went ahead and finished the Parsha already, and you don't have to hear it, you think, because you already finished, you already read the Parsha during the week, and you finished it Friday night, and we get to Shabbos morning, you already heard the Parsha. So in that case, there's some people who say you can go ahead and learn quietly. If you have 10 people, a minion, listening to Kriya Satora, then you can go ahead and talk in Divrei Torah. There are those who say if your Torah is your, your, prior, your, your main livelihood, like Rav Sheshes, that that is what you're always, you're always going ahead. And learning Torah, right? Nafshi Torah, right? Ben Azai said that my whole life is in, in, immersed in Torah, then you're allowed to. But that, he says as follows. He says, if you can turn away, if you're going to go ahead and turn away, look like you've, you're disinterested, that's a problem. And then he says, if you're going to go ahead and read along with the Balkari, that's okay. But it says all this is only for the regular Parsha Shavuot. When it comes to Parsha Zachar and Parsha's Parah, you have to listen. Right? There's a Parsha Zachar before Purim is a mitzvah daraisa, according to the Rambam, according to Tosos. Rambam, we do it every day, according to Tosos, once a year. The mitzvah of Parsha of Zechira Samalek, according to Tosos, Brachos, we'll get to that. Daphir Gimel says that that is the Torah obligation, is Parsha Zachar. So for that, you can't turn away. The Yorah HaShulchan says that he doesn't know the reason why we have this Takan of Shnayim Mikra Vechatargum. By the way, they say that Shmos, Sefer Shmos, the, the acronym Shnayim Mikra Vechatargum, Shmos. So if that's where we learn out the obligation, so to speak, of Shnayim Mikra, you have to read the Parsha twice and once with Unkelas. If the question is, if that's, why does it start with Bracious? Why would Shmos, if the obligation is really from the beginning of Bracious, why is Shmos not Bracious and Bracious and Shmos? Because we should really start from the beginning. So they say that everyone starts out Every, you don't need any, we all love Bracious, the best stories in the world, right? No one needs any, uh, any motivation, extra motivation to go ahead and learn uh, Bracious and, and Vayera and Vayishlach, the stories of, of, of Yosef throwing the pit. Those are classic stories. They make movies out of that stuff. It's great stuff. No one needs incentive. When it comes to Shmos already, in the very end of Shmos, you start to do with the Mishkan and the Karbanos, it gets a little more, more labor intensive, so to speak. So that you need that push. You need that push. The Shnai Mikrovech Targum. Embracious was well, the first three mitzvahs, yeah. Right. No, so you still should. You still should. <clears throat> but there's the Havimit to say that if you go if you already finished it, then you, you you can turn away. He says if there are ten other people listening, then you don't necessarily have to. If, as long as there's a minion listening. So, 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 so. The fact that it's read from the class of the post you're reading it just like that. Yeah, the, yeah. That's not, that's right, right, correct. Correct. So, you could, so once you've done it's still better to listen because you can sit and learn and not listen. Yeah, but even yeah. So he actually says, "Vyesh omrim." You know, it's it's 
some. Some, yeah. I mean, it's still better to listen. Uh, if you can, if, if you're, if you're certainly, if you're disrupting others, learning quietly is one thing. But uh, certainly being gaver the gaver, you can do that. Certainly during leaning, it's still better to go ahead and listen. The uh, the toast was, by the way, here on the on the side says, when does the actual? It says if you finish with the tzibor. What does that mean with the tzibor? So what, when does this? When do you start? See, it says Shabbos Mincha when we start to read the next parsha. So if Shabbos Bracious, Shabbos Mincha, you're starting to read Noah for the next week, that's when you can start learning the next parsha. So that's really you have a week from. Some people say you can learn it until Wednesday. The next week, because that we know we say Kabbalah Shabbos, the Chunaranana, we say that in the Shir Shayom, that's the start of the, of the new week, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, theoretically, if someone didn't make Havdalah on Motzei Shabbos, theoretically, one can make Havdalah for Shabbos until Tuesday night, okay? Before Tuesday night, because Wednesday already starts the new week, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is the week before, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the new week. For example, if, if uh, Tisha B'Av is, is Saturday night and Sunday, we make Havdalah, can't make Abdullah, can't drink Saturday nights. It's Tisha B'av. So we make Abdullah Sunday night. Because it's still, still considered to the Kodosh, there's still Kedusha to the previous Shabbos. Okay, We're, let's do a couple more lines, then we have an absolutely fascinating topic, one of my most favorite topics. Okay, the Gemara continues. Rabbi Barbai, Sovar Lashlaminu Leparshasa, the Kulashasa, Bimale Yoma de Kipure. Rabbi Barbai said, Listen, all year long I'm learning Rishonim, Achronim. There are no Achronim there, obviously, but he's being Ma'ayin in Gemara and, and Halacha. He didn't really go ahead and set up time to go into the Shnai Mikra all, all week long to be Mashlim with the Tzibor. He said, You know what? Erev Yom Kippur, I'm going to sit all day and I'm going to go through Chamisha Chom Shetara. And all of Targum Unkelas. Sarva Lashlaminu, he said it's going to complete the Pasha Sayyid, the Kula Shasa, the whole year, Bamala Yom Adikipura, and Erev Yom Kippur. Tanale, Chiyabar Mevdifti, he said to Maksiv, Vinisim, it's Nafsho Sechem, Tishla Chodesh, Be'erev. We know that when it comes to Yom Kippur, listen to what the Pasuk says. This is a major, major, major source of a halacha. It says you should go ahead and deprive yourself. We know that on Yom Kippur there are five Yinuyim. It says, Vinisim, it's Nafsho Sechem, Betishla Chodesh. And the ninth of the Chodesh. What Chodesh are we talking about? Tishrei. What day does Yom Kippur fall out on? Yes. Tenth. What's the obvious question? Oh, good, Steve. Right? The ninth is Erev Yom Kippur. What do you mean I have to go ahead and deprive myself on Erev Yom Kippur? Oh, Be'erev. So the more there it says, <clears throat> Be'erev. But yet it says, maybe I only start at night once it's already dark. The Gemara there, Yuma Pe'alef discusses this. Good point. But it says there, it still says, Erev. It still says, sorry, it still says Yom Hachi, the ninth. So we learned two Limudim there. One Limud, it's about to say now, is but we know we only fast and we do the other four deprivations on the tenth of Tishrei. Anyone who goes ahead and eats and drinks on the ninth it's as if you're getting double brownie points. You're eating and you're fasting at the same time. We are in, we're on the top of Chesam and Beis. So, if you, anyone, <clears throat> from the fact that it says you deprive yourself on the 9th, you have to eat on the 9th, and we give you credit as if you're fasting. Okay, that's Limur number So the point being, how can you go ahead and spend all day learning the Parshas? You're supposed to be fasting all day long. You're supposed to be eating. And if you're supposed to be eating, we assume that you're not going to be learning and eating at the same time. So you going ahead and learning the whole day, it's probably not the right thing to do. You should go ahead and be... And, and be and be eating. When you get back to this point in a second, so he said, you know what? Maybe I'll go ahead and do it. Maybe over one or two Shabbos, I'll, I accept your 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 uh, rebuke. Amarle, how Sabbath, Tanina? So how Sabbath? This elderly person, we Tosfos suggests 
and elsewhere that this is referring to Eliyahu Novi. We said that it's better not to go ahead and not to not to be so late. Meaning, do it in the proper time. Don't wait even for the Shabbos for great. So you're not doing the Erev Kippur, but don't do all the parshiyos over one or two Shabbosos. So Kedamar Lehu, Rabbi Shuben Levi, Ashlimu Parshas Chayichur Matzibur Shnai Mikro Vechatarbu. As Rabbi Shuben Levi would tell his tell his children, go ahead and finish the parsha on time. Don't wait for even. Don't do it even a week before Yom Kippur. Don't do it uh, all at one time. Okay. So we just discussed. <coughs> That the Gemara in Yuma Pei Aleph <coughs> discusses <coughs> discusses the limud of Yom Chi to teach us that if you eat on the ninth, it's as if you fasted on the ninth, uh, fasted on the tenth. What is the other limud that we learn from this? And that is the concept of Tosefes Yom Kippurim that we're able to be Mosif Michol al-Kodesh. By the ninth, why does the Torah go out of its way to say that you should go ahead and fast on the ninth? And the answer is because it's teaching us that the concept of we're able to actually extend the Kedusha to Sefes Yom Kippurim, we can actually start Yom Kippur early. And so Gemara says that applies to everywhere where it says the word Shvos, meaning Shabbos and Yontif as well. <clears throat> But certainly we all agree that Minat Torah, the concept of Tosef Yom Kippurim, adding, extending the day early, and at the end, extending it later, applies to, to Yom Kippur. That's for sure. Question is, what about Shabbos and Yontif? So the Or Zaruah says it applies to Shabbos and Yontif as well. We all do this in the summer months. When Shabbos starts 8.15, 8.20, we have a 7 o'clock minion. So we're starting Shabbos early. By the way, when we talk about sh- starting Shabbos early, it's only after Plaga Mincha. Remember, if we decide, we disp- spoke about on a perfect day, when you start the day at 6 a.m., and the, the light ends, the Shkia is at 6 p.m., so we divide the light day hours by 12. That's called the Sha'azmania. So when it's a 6 to 6 day, that's a perfect day, the autumnal equinox, so you actually have each hour of uh, 60 minutes. But obviously in the summer months, it's going to be shorter. If there's 14 hours of daylight and you divide it by 12, each hour is about an hour and seven, hour, eight minutes. And the opposite, in the winter, when it's light from, I don't know, seven until five, you have 10 hours. So each Shazmania during the day is only about 52 minutes, 53 minutes, whereas the night, it's going to be longer. In any event, Plaga Mincha, we break up the 1230 on a perfect day, six to six. Remember, Plaga Mincha is a fictitious Zman made up by the Chachamim. All the other Zmanim are made up by the celestial beings. You have Alos, you have Nates, Sunrise, Sunset, Dawn, Dusk, stars coming out. We have Mincha Gedola, Mincha Ketana. So 12.30 till 3.30 is what we call Mincha Gedola. And Mincha Ketana was from 3.30 until 6. Plag means half. Palgin on Dibure, we split. So 3.30 to 6, we divide that in half. That's Mincha Ketana. And from 4.45 is the half point, 4.45 to 6 is called Plaga Mencha. That's a fictitious man. It's not based on the, on the moon, on the sun, on the stars. The Chachamim made that up. And the real application of Plaga Mencha is to let us know the earliest time you can start Shabbos. Meaning I can't wake up right on a Friday morning after you finish the Arab Shabbos Kolo, Friday morning. Uh, shameless plug to come here by Goldberg at 8.30. And after at 9 o'clock, I accept Shabbos. It has no, it has no, no meaning. The Chalos, to, to accept Shabbos Early only applies at Plaga Mincha and afterwards. So you can't make in the summer a five o'clock minion and say you can daven Mincha then. But you can, you're not davening, you're not davening, you're not making Kiddush then. So it, from Plaga Mincha, let's say on a perfect day, four forty-five and onward. So the Gemara there, so we hold Lahalacha that, like the Magen Avram says, we hold that the concept of Kedushas or Tosefes Shabbos applies Tosefes Ayantif and Shabbos applies Minat Torah. 
The Rambam makes no mention, makes no mention whatsoever of Tosefes by Shabbos Yantif, only by Yom Kippur. Because what he says is, when he uses the Lushan by Yom, by Yom Kippur, everyone agrees, that's the source. But the Rambam doesn't mention it by Shabbos or Yantif as well, at, at all. And he actually says the Lushan of Yachol Latsumalis Anos. One can start fasting early. So according to him, it has nothing to do with the malacha, but only the deprivation. Only you go ahead and you start to extend, you don't do any of the, the five inuyim early. So the only other place where the Rambam holds this concept is by Tishabav. He doesn't really hold of it by, at all by Shabbos and Yantaf in any event. As opposed to here, what are saying eating? But eating is a separate thing, right? That, that's, that's two separately moved in the Gemara and Yuma. The first one is two separately moved. Why does it say the ninth? So let's get to that. So we, let's hold on to that in a second. Please. Are you, are you extending the deprivation? Fantastic question. We're going to get to that. The holy, the kavod, the, like which, the positive or the negative? Ron, let's switch seats. You take over. Okay. It's perfect. Perfect. We can get to that in a second. So before we get there, an excellent point, and that's a, the, the, the basis of this, the next few minutes. Before that, what is it actually, how does one accept Shabbos early? Let me give you the example. If Shabbos comes in at 6 o'clock and I fall asleep at 5 o'clock, I wake up at 6.15. I didn't do any malacha for the last hour. Do I get retrospective brownie points? Shabbos starts at 6, I fell asleep at 5, I woke up at 6.15, I didn't do any malacha for that hour before Shabbos. Do I get any points? So the truth is, the truth is that there's a machlokas. The Ritva says in Masech Shoshana that one actually has to verbalize, articulate, demarcate that I'm accepting upon myself the Kedusha early. In fact, when we say Tefillah Zaka right before Yom Kippur, we say in the tefillah, it's about 15, 20 minutes, people should come early. You actually say the words, I'm accepting upon myself the Kedusha of, of Yom Kippur. So there we see you actually have to articulate it. So, so you have to have the intention. You have to have the intention. There is an inference from Tosvos and Beitzel that suggests that even if I have inaction, meaning I fall asleep, that alone is enough to go ahead and to, to accept Shabbos and Yantaf early. We don't hold like that. The, 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 Shulchan, the Ramah says actually should articulate that I'm accepting Shabbos early, which is what we do when we say Kabbalah Shabbos. Keep in mind, in the olden times, Kabbalah Shabbos was really said before, was really said before, this is annoying me, was really said before, let's see how this goes, was really said before Shabbos, a few minutes before Shkia. That was the intention of Kabbalah Shabbos. Now we say Kabbalah Shabbos already after, Shabbos, after, Shabbos, after Shkia. Really, we should have this in mind and be makabal to fulfill this mitzvah to serve a Shabbos, which we paskin, and like Magen Avram says, that's Minat Torah, we should have in mind to go ahead and accept it upon ourselves early, earlier. There is a Gemara, before we get to your, your point, there is a Gemara in Baruch Stav Chav Zayin we'll get to, that says, Rav Tzoli Shel Shabbos Be'erev Shabbos Umakadish. Rav used to go ahead and daven early Friday and make Kiddush. So this is the proof, says the Orzarua, that on Shabbos, that Tosef Shabbos is Minatora. We know the mitzvah of Kiddush is Minatora. The mitzvah of Kiddush, you know, Zochus and Shabbos the Kacho and Shmos Parachof in Yisrael in the, in the Aser Sedebros, and the Gemara that's in Shmos Parachof. Easy way to remember. And in Brachos Davchof and Shavuos Davchof, they learn from that pasuk in Shmos Parachof that that Kiddush is Minatora. Zachrel, that's Sachem Kuvav, yes. And then there's also Amvarach Sach Shittim, was the third part in Erevin Daf Mem. Three parts of Kiddush. But for our purposes, one part of Kiddush is the concept of Kiddush is to go ahead and make, to, to articulate the words, that's Minat Torah. If that's Minat Torah and Rav made Shabbos early, Rav Soli shall Shabbos, he Shabbos early, and he made Kiddush early, 
What does that prove? That Tosefah Shabbos is Minat Torah. Otherwise, if Tosefah Shabbos, extending Shabbos early, is only Midrabonan, how could Rav have made Kiddush Erev Shabbos early during the time of Tosefah? You can't fulfill a Torah obligation during a rabbinic time frame. Everyone clear with that? That is his proof. So the obvious question is that on the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't hold of Tosefah Shabbos, doesn't mention it. What does Rambam do with this Gemara? So there's two parts. That Rav davened early and he made Kiddush. So let's tackle the first one. The first one is not really such a big problem. The Rambam, we know we're going to get to this in Brachos is amazing. There's tons of stuff. We're going to get to Brachos Dav Chavav in the fourth parak. We're going to discuss we're very famously that Arvis is a Tfilas Rishos. It's optional. What optional means? We'll get to it. There's five or six different interpretations. What's the reason why Mariv would be different? Because there's a Machlokas there. We're going to get to in Dav Chavav. What is the source? What is the source of the Tfilas? Is it because of the Avos, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, or is it because of the Karbanos? Problem is, how many Karbanos were there every day? Two. Tomachal Shachar, Tomachal Ben Arbaim. So everyone agrees that Shacharis and Mincha are mandatory. But at night, only the Emurim and Padarim, the innards, the, the intestines, were burning overnight. There was not a new carbon brought. So maybe Mariv is a Rishos. Maybe it's optional. Rambam says he defines as Arvis being Rishos as Ein La Keva. It has no defined time. So the Rambam actually can answer very easily. The Gemara and Brachos were mm-hmm. said that Rav Davin early on Shabbos, and he made Kiddush early during that hour and 15 minute slot during Tosef Shabbos. It's not a question as far as the Marv is concerned, because he'll just say that he died. It's not a problem. There's no set time for Marv. But Kiddush is the bigger problem. So the Rambam actually says something amazing in Parakhav test. Listen, listen to what the Rambam says. He says, Yesh lo adam erev Shabbos yom. A person can go ahead and make Kiddush even before Shabbos. This in Parak Chavtes, Velcha Shabbos. The Rambam says one can go ahead and make Kiddush even before Shabbos starts. Doesn't mean Shabbos is here yet. You can make Havdalah on Shabbos, not with a candle, but you can make Havdalah on Shabbos, says the Rambam. It doesn't mean that Shabbos is over. So it's not necessarily bound by the time. So the fact that Rav was making Kiddush early, okay. Doesn't mean he accepted Shabbos early. He just makes, he makes, um, he made Kiddush early. So like Rambam can get out of it. In fact, by the way, there's a fascinating uh, comment by the Tosfos Arash and that Gemara. It says, Zohar Sema Shabbos Likacho. It does not say Zohar Sema Shabbos Bikacho. It doesn't say on the day of Shabbos you have to make it. You have to remember to go ahead and be, uh, sanctify Shabbos. There's a fascinating, uh, um, I didn't mention, I didn't write this down, but a fascinating comment by the Ramban. We know <clears throat> that the, the Torah, how does the Torah in Sefer Zechariah refer to the different mitzvahs? It says, Soma Asiri. So it refers to each month by a number. Why a number? Ramban says the same thing. Why do we refer to each day of the week as a day? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Yom Harishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi. Why? What are these pointing to? Pointing to Shabbos. The months are pointing to, it's the Soma Asiri, the month, the fast and the tenth. Relation to Nisan. We're remembering Nisan. So we call a month by a number. We're being fulfilling the mitzvah of Zechir Mitzrayim. We're remembering because everything's pointing to Mitzrayim, to, to Nisan. 
When we call Sunday, Yom Rishon, Yom Rishon, the Shabbos. Now you start, you want to say something worthwhile in your, in your speech every day. Yom Rishon, the Shabbos. Yom Sheni, the Shabbos. Everyone fulfill a mitzvah. Think about it. Dude. Yeah, I would. You can get the most popular minion. You can have a hundred mitzvahs on your on your head every day. Today's Yom Rishon the Shabbos. Seriously, yeah, think about right. it. All right. So the person who makes it early, what kind of honor does he have? What is he just reading words and, and making a bracha on wine? I mean, yes. So is he filling a mitzvah when it takes effect? With the chiddush, you could always read words. But it has oh, to be in a certain time. No, but, yeah, uh, no, no, it has to be in the context. But he has no kavana. No, he's having kavana. That no, 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 no. That's not the. The, you can't have but what does not exactly, what, he actually says it doesn't end Shabbos. What's not clear is Havdalah. How can you make Havdalah? No, no. So he's saying it doesn't. It does, yes, but it takes Why effect. This is his. Shabbat? This is his opinion. It and. takes effect. It takes effect when when Shabbos is over. I'm going to discuss this after a few more minutes. The Rambam didn't so, give a reason. He just said you could. He, do correct. It. He didn't give a reason. Now, Ron's question. This is amazing. What do we do when we actually are extending Shabbos? There's two possibilities. Are we just saying that we're we're extending Shabbos early, which is an amazing thing. We're, we're, it's an extension. I'm actually completely transforming Friday. What's that? Transform Friday night into Shabbos, right? Rabbi Brody? Say again? Turn Friday night into Shabbos. So we're turning Friday afternoon into Shabbos, right? We are now actually going to, it's a full Shabbos, full-fledged Shabbos. I can fulfill the mitzvahs and I can't do malacha. That's the opinion of the Taz. The Maharshal says, no, all I'm doing is I'm extending a little bit. It's actually not extension. It's the creation of a new time where I can't do malacha. I'm only accepting upon myself the low sases, but I cannot fulfill any mitzvahs. There are so many practical applications. For example, the Pasuk says in Mishalach, V'yom ichlu hayom, ki Shabbos hayom l'ashem, hayom lo simsa When he talks about gathering them on, Moshe commands them in the word to take them on, not to go on Shabbos. He says the word hayom three times. From here, it says the Gemara, we learn, Gemara Shabbos, we learn, you have to have three meals. Let's take that first meal now. It says Hayom, it has to be on Shabbos. So I go on and I make Shabbos early, and I, we have a very fast minion, t- 7 o'clock, I'm home by 7.30, and I finish my, my first mi- suda Friday night, I finish, I bench, I make I finish before it says. Tzais is 8.17, we have a super fast minion. Baruch Hashem, it's one of these Shabbos that we have 14 Shalom Zachars here, and I got to go out. And I'm done by 8.14. Did I fulfill the mitzvah? I ate, I did one of the mitzvahs, I say, so my chokos was the Rabbanon, the rest, so we assume it's the Rabbanon, the three meals. Or, or say, well, the Rambam says yes, but, but let's say, but, but the meal has to be ichlu hayom, hayom, has to be on the day of Shabbos. Did I fulfill the mitzvah? So according to the Taz, you did, because he says it's a complete Shabbos. You're turning Friday afternoon into Shabbos. He says it's a full-fledged Shabbos. According to the Marshal, you didn't. When you extend Shabbos, all you're doing is saying, I will not do malachos. It doesn't give you uh, carte blanche to do the mitzvah say, so to do, fulfill the positive commandments. So in fact, the Mishnah Bura says, be very careful, go ahead and have a kezayis of lechem after tzeis. I'll give another example. We know that on, we sit in the sukkah, but sukkah tzeis with shivas yomim. Shmini atzeres, we don't sit in the sukkah, or we do. So the Gemara actually says you do. Yisuve yasvinan uvruchalom uvrachinan, says the Gemara. We should sit in the sukkah, but not make a bracha. Today, a lot of people, a lot of, I've the whole thing why people, so many people don't sit in the sukkah today. I remember when I was, actually, I was conversing with Rabbi Goldberg in, in that year, and remember mm-hmm. he said that he thought that a lot of people don't sit in the sukkah today, especially the Hasidim, because he used to have Fabrangians in the sukkah, and they would have 10,000 people, and they couldn't fit 10,000 people in the sukkah, even in the bubble of sukkah, which if everyone has never seen, it is amazing, uh, in, in Borough Park. Um, I think it's in Borough Park, Brooklyn, somewhere. Um, 
even that couldn't hold so many people, so they would go inside. But the Gemara says, really, Me'ikar Adin was supposed to sit in the sukkah, just not make a bracha. You don't make a bracha, because you don't say Leishabah sukkah, because it's, it's not sukkah, it's Shemini Yatzeris, it's a regal bifniatzmo. What happens if you accept Shemini Yatzeris early? I'm going to accept Shemini Yatzeris now early. Can I go ahead and in that hour of Tosefes, Yantif, I'm extending it early, do I go into the sukkah? So the Tas says, go into the sukkah, it's not a problem. It's completely now Shemini Yatzeris, and it's not a bizarre, it's not a disgrace to make a leisha basukkah on Shemini Yatzeris, because it's fully Shemini Yatzeris now, so you don't have to make a bracha. The marshal says, don't go in the sukkah. It's not really, all you're doing is accepting Shemini Yatzeris, the low sase is early, but it doesn't mean that I can go in and fulfill the mitzvahs. And if you're going to go in there, you really should make a bracha of leisha basukkah, but a Shemini Yatzeris, avoid the whole situation. Another example, what about accepting Shavuos early? We know you need full seven weeks. So the Taz says, say again, Shavuos Shemuos Timuos. So is it a problem if you cut it out early? So according to the Taz, you're actually cutting it out early. Because it's a full, right? It, now Shavuos is one hour less. It's not a seven, it's six weeks, six days, and 23 hours. It's not a Shavuos Shemuos Timuos. But according to the Marshal, it's not a problem. It's, oh, I'm not, not, I'm not cutting into Shavuos. I'm doing is extending the losases. It's still whole, but it's a new creation where I'm just usher for, usher for, for, for Malacham. For the rabbis that say you made the, 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 the motzi later on, okay. do you have to do Kiddush also again? Yeah, it's better to do, according to that, you should better do everything again. That's the marshal. It's better to do everything again. Now, well, the last point. <coughs> there are three notable exceptions that I know of. It's not to say there aren't more. There are three notable exceptions to this. And there's more also if, if a woman's in need of, she first sees the need of during that period when she says Shabbos, is it, is it Shabbos, is it Count of Fridays? There are other halakhic implications. But there are at least three that I know of, and I'm sure there are more that actually is defined by the calendaric date and not by Shabbos. The first one is, if a woman accepts Shabbos early and she has a baby boy in that one hour, fascinating question, when is the bris? Is it Friday or is it Shabbos? When, what is it? So this will depend on it. So actually it doesn't. We, we hold, the Taz says, that you actually, it's Friday. It's, it's not based on Kedusha. This is not based on Shabbos or not Shabbos. It's Friday. Look outside, it's Friday. Eight days later, you have to have a bris. So it's not Shabbos. So it's Friday, actually. So eight days later, you have the bris on Shabbos. The next part, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says as follows. If I accept Shabbos early, Thursday night, Friday, <clears throat> it's that hour before Shabbos, I accept the Shabbos early. I forgot to count Sphira last night. What do I do? It's now I accept the Shabbos early. Do we say, too bad. You can no longer now go ahead and count Sphira for Thursday night. You just said, just make Kiddush, it's Friday, it's Shabbos. And then you cannot continue with the bracha. Or Moshe says no. It's okay. dependent on the calendar. It's Shabbos for Shabbos, but for the calendar, for Asfira, that's based on the, on the moon. And the last example, what happens if you have a bar mitzvah boy who is bar mitzvah on Shabbos and accepts Shabbos early? Can he daven for the, for the, for, for the olam? Right? Jeff says no. So it happens to be that you were thinking, but this is based on the calendar, so you're correct, he cannot, because he's not actually bar mitzvah, it's actually, a, uh, until, until the day, it's actually a famous Rav Shiltos, Rav Chaygon and Shiltos, who says, actually, me ace la ace. if someone's bar, born, I was born, I don't know, we had those little um, statues, you know, some people uh, make the shoes gold when the kids are born, you know, what do they do? Bronze. Bronze him. So we actually had a, a baby with the baby's bottom, and I was destined to be a gastroenterologist for my boy. So, so anyway, so, so there it actually says 10.23 a.m. I was born August 1st, 1974, 10.23 a.m. According to Rav Shiltos Rav Chaigon, 
I'm not bar mitzvah until 1023 that Shabbos. It's may ace la ace. It's actually a full 13 years. But that aside, but we hold, most opinions hold that the day of Shabbos is your bar mitzvah, your bar mitzvah. But if you're extending Shabbos an hour early, and now you were a bar mitzvah on Shabbos, you're 12 years old on Friday, you're bar mitzvah on Shabbos, and we extend Shabbos an hour early, can I go ahead and daven for the tzibar? And we say no, because it's the same thing. It doesn't extend, it only extends Shabbos. The question, as Ron pointed out, is it a full-fledged Shabbos like the Taz, where I can even go ahead and fulfill the mitzvahs daraisa, I'm accepting the Shabbos, I'm bringing Shabbos early, or is it only like the marshal that all I'm doing is accepting the low side says, I can't, I'm refraining from lacha, I can't do any positive. But these three examples, by a boy born during, 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 the, during the Plaga Mincha, or the Sphira, or the Bar Mitzvah boy, it is not based on Kedusha of Shabbos, it's based on the calendar date, and we say it's still Friday for those three things. Even though it's a community that accepting the Shabbat. So that's a separate question. If you, if everyone accepts Shabbos, and you're at home, yeah, so if, if a, let's say, say, for example, if a, if a, uh, 